I photograph death and destruction for a living. I photograph life and vitality for my soul. That's the heading of the Vitality Exposed Instagram page Kelly Catastrophe runs for her concert photography. She does many things. She's a published model, a painter. She'll dress up as a mermaid for your kid's birthday party. She'll go on tour with you and take the best pictures you could ever, ever ask for. She truly captures a moment and she also knows how to live in a moment. I met Kelly when I was 18. She was the best friend to come into my life and guide me through things that didn't look like fields and gravel roads. I really think that you'll fall in love with her. You'll fall in love with her passion for life and you'll really, really understand that we really only get this one life. She sees the worst of every part of society and she's still one of the kindest people I've ever known. I've said it before and I'll say it again, you're really gonna have a hard time not falling in love with her and her multifaceted art. So here she is, Kelly Catastrophe. Hey friends, on today I have a very special friend of mine. Her name is Kelly Catastrophe. Say hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi. She is the owner and shooter of Vitality Exposed Concert Photography, but she's come on today to just, uh, you know, tell us a little about Kelly, a little about how it feels to really live every day chasing your hobbies and do what you want to do. And um, Kelly and I go way back. We are OG front row girlfriends together. <laughs> um, I just found out I was 18 and she was a little over the age of 21 when we met. Everybody's my same age when I get to talking to them, so I'm glad that we we figured out how much older you were than me. Um, but we uh, we met years ago. We happened to be dating um, some band members, and she gave me the rules of the road the first time I got to go out on tour as one of the girlfriends and the merch girls of the band. But... Um, Man, ever since then, I mean, we've really just been distant soul sisters rooting each other on through everything we've been doing. And I really want to bring Kelly on today because she is one of the most inspiring people I have in my life. I told you I was going to fangirl you. Here you are. Um, but before I just sit here and compliment train you, I want to introduce you to all of my guests and all of my friends. So take it away. Tell me about your day. Um, my day is usually pretty exhausting because chasing all your dreams and hobbies turns out doesn't really leave a lot of room for sleep when you're super eclectic, um, which I know you know because that's why we love each other so much. <laughs> We're both eclectic, artistic people whose brains never turn off. Um, I but have yeah, to figure out a way to express myself. How do I express myself yeah. today? Constantly, yeah. Um, I can't sit still for very long. So my day usually doesn't start until like 2 or 3 p.m. because I work nights. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I um, get up and I usually like go to the gym before work and then either work or play because most of my hobbies take place at night too, which works out really well because I'm a night owl. <laughs> that does work. So They say that uh, it's yeah. a higher higher intelligence if you have sloppy handwriting you have insomnia and you stay up too late so that's totally me and i hear that if you cuss like a sailor that also means that your intelligence genius. is super genius kind of over yeah so basically my iq is like off the charts is what you're saying it's off the charts and i'm gonna say it is because i don't understand how you compartmentalize all the things that you deal with and like i know you work nights but like your day job 
and what you went mm -hmm. to school at, was it Columbia University? Columbia College in Columbia, Columbia Missouri. College, mm -hmm. great. Yeah, uh, I knew you when you were going back to school, you're working like four jobs, killing it. And yeah. I had just dropped out of college. So I was like, what an example, you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm not going back. So like, I appreciate your drive and your determination in, in getting the degree that you did. And then you got your dream job as far, I mean, not yeah. concert photography, we're making that dream, um, but you got your dream job. And I know you're one of like the coolest, nicest people I've ever met. So when <laughs> I meet you and you're like, oh, my dream is to, you know, help with crime scenes and do photography and really get in on the forensics of stuff. I personally don't have the stomach for it, but you do, and you have a very, um, like, pleasant way of explaining why it is you love doing what you do. Because we need we need yeah. people who enjoy this and really take sure. care of these moments. So, how do you do it, Kelly? How do you do it all? Um, so, I like to think that, um, well, therapy helps for one, obviously. No, I like to think that, like, I love my job and a hundred percent that's where like my passion is and everything, but it can get pretty dark. So I like to balance it out with all of my like fun hobbies and everything. Um, that's kind of what, that's kind of what helps me like compartmentalize everything is, you know, trying super hard to like leave work at work and not take it home with me because I'm so busy doing all these other things that I love doing at home. So that's kind of where I stand on that. I think that's what helps me the most, like get through the work shifts. It's like thinking about like, even if I'm working like a really hard case or a really hard scene, like, oh, but I'm shooting this awesome show this weekend. So I have that to look forward to. So like, if I could just put all my focus into this crime scene right now and like put all of my heart and soul into this, like there's a reward waiting on the other side of it for me. So balance, balance is the yeah. answer. Which is, like, yeah, man, again, I don't know how I would balance that, but I think that it would probably be pretty close to what you're doing. Um, my favorite thing that you have on your Vitality Exposed Instagram is I photograph death and destruction for a living and I photograph life and vitality for my soul. Um, it's the yeah. perfect description of the yin and yang of your like day life and night life. Um, recently I was scrolling, I saw that you've shot some images of Sleeping with Sirens, A Day to Remember. Um, Envy from Ziggy and the Neptunes is definitely one of yeah. like my favorites that I've seen you do. I'm all into mm -hmm. like that pinup girl style too though, and she just rocks that yeah. red hair. Um, Shine oh, yeah. Down the Struts, I mean, I could literally keep going. I was just scrolling forever and <laughs> writing band names down. Um, <laughs> My question to you about that is right now, like, do you have a, fa a favorite photo shoot that you've done that you've posted or that you're working on? Oh my gosh. I honestly don't think I can pick a favorite. Like, I feel like every time I shoot something or someone else, that's my new favorite. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, working with Envy, so that was the first time that I'd ever done anything portrait style. So when she approached me and asked me to do those promo shots of her and um, Rick and Clayton, her two counterparts in her new music adventure, um, I told her, like, just, you know, I haven't done anything like this. Like, I have not done portrait style. 
And I said, you know, but if you can't find another photographer, like, let me know. And she said, it's not that we can't find another photographer. We can find another photographer. I want you to do it. And I was like, well, how do I say no to that? (laughs) Yeah, that would mean the Um, world to me. Yeah, it it really did. And she is uh, such an incredible person. Like, I have to brag on her for a second because I met her through shooting Quixotic, like one of the the circus groups um, here in Kansas City. That's how I met her. And then now we've become like more than just creative buddies. Now we're actual friends. And so for her to say that to me just really meant the world to me. And so then I went, I did that and we shot those at the Phoenix, which is where they were performing. And yeah, instantly, like as soon as I took like the first, like I was just testing the lighting and I took a photo of her and I looked at the back of my camera and I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. Like this is just, she looked so incredibly beautiful and she obviously knows what to do in front of a camera, but it just, it felt, I went from being so nervous to so excited. And so I, I love that so much. And then I was contacted by um, a magazine that's based out of St. Louis called Bands Through Town like a couple weeks later and the editor of that asked me to do portrait shoot of the band LA Witch which is like a three-piece girls band from LA and that they have this like punk garage all chick vibe you know which is just super cool so then I got to do portraits of them and then so far, I've only done those two, but then last night, uh, another one of my circus performer friends, her name's Megan Spencer, she's an aerialist for KC Aerial Arts. She and I just like went all over Kansas City, and I took photos of her like hanging upside down on things. So like, she's hanging off of like scaffolding on a building, she's hanging upside down in the middle of the streetcar, um, climbing light poles, like, so I can't wait to go through and edit those, because those will probably be my new favorite. Um, a day I to remember that. those are my new concert favorites. Yeah, it's just I feel like I can't pick a favorite because I'm getting to shoot so many cool things that I have favorites from every single shoot. Okay, and I'm glad that you said that. I didn't think you were gonna have a favorite, but it really just winds me up for like my favorite compliment about looking through your page. So I told you earlier, I try to look at all of my friends' stuff like I don't know them because I'm not going to like my friend's stuff just because my friend's creating something. It does them a a disservice to just go, oh, I love everything that you do. Um, I know that I sometimes look for constructive criticism or like, hey, like, you know, like, what does it sound on the other side? I'm too busy mixing and producing over here. And for you, from the beginning of Vitality Exposed, I have always felt a deep connection to anything that you've shot. And um, through talking about just how many concert photographers there there are out there, I could sit and look through people's pages all day, but I 100% believe that you actually capture the moment and there are people that just can take a picture. And there's something so, it goes far past a two-dimensional feeling even when you look at your photos you really, really feel like you're there, whether you're standing like front row, whether you're at the circus, there's such a cool transporting feel that your page gives me, which I mean, is why I wanted you to sponsor the music in general because of our connection of what music means to us. But just the way that you're able to represent music is the way that I believe that music should be represented. 
So um, how, what is it like going in to go and do a photo pit, right? Like, cause you, you understand like the magic that you wanna do, like the passion you have behind your projects. And I'm sure from the looks of it, it just looks like a bunch of people like with their cameras, right? Yeah, it is like mayhem. It's mayhem in a three foot wide by 10 foot long space. Yeah. <laughs> and like I was telling you earlier, we were just chatting like content photographers, they really are like a dime a dozen now. Like there's so many um, that are just floating around up there in the pit. And like some people are, you know, like me where there's freelance. Some people are shooting for publications like local magazines. You know, some people are shooting. Then you have like the bands photographers and stuff like that. So there's just a mixture of people up there. So like, even though I've been doing it for a while now, every single time I like walk into the pit, my heart's racing. Cause I'm like, am I going to get any good shots? Like, am I going to get distracted? Because the reason I started doing this in the first place, my love for music. So like I've made some pretty good friends. Um, through shooting because there's a, like a group of people that are from the Kansas City area that are at like all the shows I shoot so we have the same taste in music and one of the girls Mary she was like kind of teasing me um, whenever I was shooting a couple weeks ago because she's like I saw you like just totally drop your camera and you were just dancing like you were just in the photo pit dancing I'm like yeah like you only get three songs when you're in the photo pit unless you're with the band and then you have to get out. And I like wasted one of my songs because I just couldn't, I was so excited to hear that song. It was heavier by rain city drive. Um, I was so excited to hear that song and to be like right in front of it that I just, I had to abandon my camera. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty daunting, especially, you know, and for me, not only do I fangirl on these musicians, but now I fangirl on their photographers. So like, uh, I think his name's James Hartley, this photographer for A Day to Remember. He was coming into the pit while all the rest of us were having to exit the pit. And I like looked up at him, this like tall, majestic man with a huge beard and a man bun. And I was like, you're a legend. You're <laughs> and a legend. I, I just like quickly scurried off. I'm like, oh my God, he probably thinks I'm a freaking weirdo now, but I had to say it. Yep. So, I feel like it, I'd be the it, same way. It's just, it's so much appreciation and gratitude for like them doing their work first and being able to see it and showcase it and put it out there. I'm like, yeah. I'm the same way with just trying to show music on my show. I'm like, you don't understand what this song did for me that day. Like the love yeah. of music um, is like, it's literally the foundation of you and me and our connection and just the understanding where it's it's always been about the music. It's not about the musician. It's not about the band, the clothes, the VIP, the perks, the hookup, even though those are all really, really nice, fun traits. At the end of the day, like what you did, abandoning your camera to get in that moment and just dance and have that live yeah. music, like, flow through like the proper 432 hertz frequency oh yeah oh. Oh, it was amazing yeah it's, it just, is. it's like a rush you know and and concert photography has really I mean it's introduced me to some of the most incredible people like I can't even I can't even explain how many incredible like musicians and artists and now like these aerial artists and trapeze artists and everything that I've grown to love so much and connect with but there is definitely something to be said about the fangirl moment of like, you know, when I got to shoot 
Angels and Airways, and I'm standing like so close to Tom DeLong. Like if his sweat were to drip off, it would touch me. Or when I did Sleeping with Sirens, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was in front of Kellen Quinn. And he went down to like headbang and we almost headbutted because I was right in front of him and like his hair brushed my face. And I was just like, oh, fangirl moment. You know, so it's, it's very, it's just, it's such a cool feeling to be up there and to have those moments and like be able to be that close to these people that, you know, some of these musicians I've idolized since I was a teenager. And so, you know, like when I got to shoot Chevelle, oh my gosh, I was like shaking when I got the email back that I got that photo pass. I'm like, this is just crazy. So that would be a big one for me too. I've seen them live yeah. um, a couple times, but yeah, getting a photo pass and going and kind of like working the event is how you feel. Even though you're a freelance photographer, you're still like, yeah, I still have to be professional, right? You know, I still have to oh. like go go kind of market yourself since you know you are your own business yeah. like that. But um, I'm trying to, uh, I don't want to tree branch too much, but it's so hard talking about music. Um, <laughs> see, I remember when we met and we were at a younger part of our lives where we still had like, I feel like a lot of immortality left, so to speak. Like we had our whole lives ahead of us. We were still building everything, right? And the way that people talk about music is it's just like, okay, this is going to be like a certain part of your life. And then you kind of have to grow up is kind of how I felt about yeah. like the lifestyle that we were like even living. Um, and now almost a decade later coming back around and still having like that same madly in love, romantic feel with any type of music is definitely yeah. like I still feel it when I go to a concert like no matter what it is whatever live music I'm in I'm like hey baby I'm home and I know yeah. <laughs> I know you feel the same way no matter what venue or anything you walk into it doesn't matter the band doesn't matter the, the genre like when you hear my footsteps I'm home and mm -hmm. this like here I am let's do this and I think that you know exactly like what I mean when I say that, when I'm just like, you understand the feeling of it, the arena, the the smell, the feeling when like those big monitors like make your chest beat for you. That's one of yeah. the biggest pulls. It's like one of the biggest recognitions that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been here all along. This was not a phase. Yeah. Adulting no. was the phase. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I, I mean, back then, granted, like I was a huge music lover, you know, that's how I met said musician that I was dating. And then, you know, we were together for eight very long years and it, it got really dark and I saw some of the worst sides of the music industry, like as far as how musicians can act and how they can treat the people that are you know, patiently waiting for them at home. And it just, it got so dark that I actually started to hate music. I didn't want to go to live shows and I quit going to them um, for a couple of years. And then, well, you're just you know, kind like of 20, like over the theme of it, right? You're just like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. let me go put on, it's kind of like, let me go put on my cowboy boots and my hat and go to a country show back home. It was like, okay, I'm done with this themed bullshit. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll sounds really appealing until you're watching it, like, crumble your life. Yeah, <laughs> so, I get that. 
it was, you know, like 2018, I, I finally like went to a show after not going for a while. And then it was 2019 when I went at the beginning of the year, when I went on Shiprock, which is just a cruise ship full of musicians. Um, but I went as a working girl. I was working as one of the whiskey girls because my friend needed somebody that like she knew she could trust around, you know, musicians to still act professional yeah. and do a job. And I was like, I got you. And I went and that was where I met so many incredible people in the industry and they just, they helped me fall in love with it again. And I met um, primarily the guys from the band, nothing more from Texas from San Antonio. And they were like the sweetest human beings. And I'm still friends with like a couple of their friends and a couple of them like to this day. And their concert photographer is actually the one that inspired me to want to do concert photography. His name's Aaron Pudler, K U D L E R totally plugging him. Um, because I saw his work and I'm like you, like I had seen so many band photos and stuff on social media because we look at bands pages and stuff like that. But his work, like you said, I felt like I was there like at the show and his shots just portrayed so much emotion and it was just so much more than a photo. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. And I talked to him for a while and then he came through Kansas city with Khalid and, um, he had told me he was coming through Kansas City, and he was like, you should totally come out. We'll, we'll talk photos. And we went out and grabbed coffee before the show, and he just let me pick his brain. And that was it. Then um, I shot my friend's band a couple times. Uh, they're from Columbia, Missouri, called Orchard Fire. And the third show I shot was Papa Roach. And, you know, no pressure. <laughs> like No pressure. I, because of some friends that I had met on Shiprock, they were coming through Kansas City and they got me a photo pass for Papa Roach and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. And I just kind of got thrown to the sharks because I was in the pit trying to look like I knew what I was doing, surrounded by all these incredible photographers that did know what they were doing. And it just like, ship rocked in general, just totally reignited my love for live music and the musicians and everybody that I've met since, same thing. They've just completely like, reignited my passion for it tenfold so I love it more now than ever before I am the same I will not get into my coming back to music story just yet but I love that you have one I I love that we were both like I'm done with this I'm done with this facade of music like I'm done with this all of this I gotta go bye yeah. And you just kind of leave it. Yeah. And then getting reintroduced to a show. I remember the first show I went to and I was just like, I could just feel it in my heart. And I was like, I have left something behind. I've missed something. There's like something's missing from my life in general. And I knew it was music, but it was just kind of like, go away. I got like, I got all this stuff to do. So I love yeah. that you two had a, a re-entry into it. And you're right. There is like, a profound amount of love 10 times more than you could have ever even understood it back then so mm. i love that we kind of have like the lost love story in music together not surprising yeah. for both of us not at all not, not at, at all. all so besides the fact that you are an amazing concert photographer and all of the other things that you can do i don't mean to just aim it at one thing um, you can also get in front of the camera and blow my mind just the same as the model. So, You're so sweet. 
Well, I mean, like I said, I mean it. I'm not saying this because <laughs> of friends. I'm saying it because I'm like, you are seriously one of the most talented people I've ever met. And I am so excited that I know you. And I've been able to watch this evolution. Um, please tell me how you decided to just start dressing up like a mermaid. <laughs> Um, well, I've always loved mermaids ever since I was a kid. Little Mermaid is still to this day my favorite Disney movie. Um, so that was probably like 20, I think it was 2016, where maybe 2017. I can't remember. It was either 16 or 17. Um, my best friend, she was having, um, like a renewal of the vows, kind of like five year anniversary from their wedding ceremony. And she lived in New Mexico at the time, and her parents lived in Jeff City. And so I decided to ride down to New Mexico with her parents. So we had, like, a very long drive, and her mom and I, and her mom is an incredible photographer. Um, like, the, the first mermaid photos that I ever did, that's where I'm going with the story, but in the red tail, and then, like, the photo that you posted where it looks like I'm levitating. Mm -hmm. That was her, the flower over the eye. Like, that was her. She's just, she's insane. She's my favorite photographer to shoot with. Um, she was going to do a shoot when we went down there with uh, Brooke's oldest son, Riley, who's my godson. And she was going to do, like, a little Lost Boys theme. So they were going to go out into the desert, and he was going to have, like, telescope. And she had me draw, like, a little Lost Boys map for him. So there was, like, Mermaid Cove on there and everything. And I was just like, man, I've always wanted to, like, have a mermaid tail because I follow all these mermaids on Instagram. I said, too bad I don't have one. We could do a mermaid shoot, and then you could have him, like, looking through the little telescope at a mermaid off in the distance. And a couple months later, we were making it happen. I, like, we had such a long drive. I just got on my phone and started Googling mermaid tails, and I found one that was super affordable. It was, like, a $99 tail from Mer Taylor, who's a big like the biggest name in mermaid tales and I ordered it and yeah like I think it was like a month later maybe we were down at Haha ha Tonka at the lake and Brooke's dad was carrying me around because you can't walk in them and her mom was taking these incredible photos and like I just after I looked at those photos that I got back I was like wow I have legitimately never felt prettier like it just she made me feel so beautiful and that was kind of where all of the photography, as far as me being in front of the camera, was born, was the, that mermaid shoot right there. So that was where mermaids and modeling were born, <laughs> was that trip to New Mexico with my best friend's parents. Wow, especially since, I mean, I remember viewing that photo shoot and just being like, my friend's a mermaid, this is so amazing. Because you're right, it is a very <laughs> cool shoot. Um, but then you also, I mean, you have like warrior poses, you have pinup girls, boudoir I mean so many that I scrolled through today just to remind myself like kind of of your evolution because I forgot how long it's actually been that you've been doing everything and you have come so far not only I mean you're killer in front of the camera and behind but you're also published which is always a really fun thing to say when you go out and yeah. you make these hobbies fun so you're published in retro lovely bombshell and shutter up um mm -hmm. and I I obviously have to brag about you for that because um it's just such a really cool thing when like we can cross these th these thresholds of like 
I'm a creator. This is how I choose to express myself and be creative. Um, whether it's successful as far as getting published and making money, or it's just successful, the fact that, hey, I created this and I wanted to show you on my social media. Um, you're such a powerhouse voice for that, especially for me and all the things that you do. Um, last week, I think your friend randomly asked you to go skydiving and you're like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wednesday he texted me. My friend Glenn was texting me on Wednesday last week and was like, do you want to go skydiving? And I said, yeah, sure. And then he was like, Saturday or Sunday? And I was like, oh, you mean soon. Saturday. Yeah. And then Saturday we jumped out of a plane together. So I think, you know, that was one of those like life is too short, which obviously my job, that's the number one lesson I've learned. Life is too short to think about anything too much. Yeah, especially with all the stuff that comes in, you really do have a really good balance. I see now why the hobbies are obviously 10 times more important to you too, to keep that balance. Cause you do see a lot of crazy destructive things being in CSI in a metropolis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we see the worst of society. Like Kansas City is one of the, it's usually like number five or six on the top violent cities in the country per capita. So I mean, any given day, like I've worked as many as three murders in one night. Like it can get pretty wild around here. So it's super important. And that's where I came up with that tagline because when I was trying to come up with the name for my photography, because I want it basically just because I wanted to start another Instagram. Like I wasn't going to like create a business. I'm like, I should even name my Instagram page. Um, I was like, I really want to use the word vitality because it means like life and energetic and it is like the opposite of, you know, the, the type of photography that we do in crime scene investigation. So it was really important to me to, since, you know, because I'm not really interested in shooting like weddings or senior photos or anything like that. I want to shoot people when they are like the most alive, which is concerts. And when they're flying through the air on a trapeze and lighting swords on fire and like twirling them through the air. You know, those those kinds of moments are the ones that I really want to capture. So that's why that's where the, the tagline came in, because I do shoot death and destruction for a living, you know. Yeah. And you do see the worst of the worst. And you're still one of the sweetest people ever. But um, you have a good heart. And I think that's why you're probably put in that position. You have a lot of empathy and compassion, not just for the victims, the victim's family and everybody included. So, I mean, my heart goes out to you for doing that job because I know that I wouldn't have the stomach to do it alone. So again, <laughs> I love that you do that, but I also love that you brought up the, I want to shoot people in the most like vital, lively moments of their life. And yeah, that it's so beautiful. Like I wish I had a better speech prepared for it, but I'm like, how beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. So, um, with obviously, let's see, I've known you for like 11, 12, somewhere around 11 or 12 years, let's just say, cause I'm terrible at math, right? If you could go <laughs> back to, if you could go back to a younger version of yourself, knowing that like everything's going to be fine and we get to act out all of these hobbies in our head that we didn't know what to do with at the time. Do you know what you would either tell yourself or... Um, what am I trying to say? Would you do anything different? And if you didn't do anything different, what's the advice that you would give 
as your future self coming back? Oof. And what would you be wearing, that, by the way, right? Because when you show up as your future <laughs> self, you don't want to you don't want to show up in your like Sunday PJs and be like, dude, everything's gonna be fine. Like you show up dressed to the nines, like, hey, kid, this is what we get to wear in the future. No, you're totally right. Because every now and then, like, I'll get ready for a show or I'll I'll get ready to like go out or something, and I'm like, am I like too old to be wearing this? Like, should I be wearing a cardigan and like? pressed khakis <laughs> like I'm in my 30s now and I'm like no absolutely not no I can do the space buns and wear these metal spike boots um absolutely. so I think yeah I think I'd wear my favorite boots which are my black ones that are covered in metal spikes I'd wear some like pleather leggings um and you know maybe like a, a little a little spiked bustier and a leather jacket over it and I would put on my smoky eye and curl my hair and go back and tell my younger self, like, you're going to be a bad bitch. Just, just give it some time, you know, just give it some time. And there is, there are a lot of things that I would change. Um, I think most of the things that I would change are, are probably pretty deep, probably too deep to maybe, maybe discuss on here on, on this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I would definitely tell myself that if there's anything I want to do, I should just do it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't wait. And I shouldn't tell myself like, no, there's no way. Like you can't do that. Just do it. I think a lot of people think that I have a lot of confidence now and I struggle with confidence every single day, but I still think I have way more confidence now than I ever did in my twenties. You and me both. I think that I've, believe in myself more. I think that's the perfect advice though, especially for like anybody young out there not knowing what to do, especially in a world where everybody is doing everything. You know, one of the biggest things when people come up with an idea to want to do it themselves, they're like, oh, well, such and such is already doing it and they already do it and they're successful at it. And you have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, but I'm not doing it my specific DNA print isn't doing this. And if this is what I'm supposed to do, and this is the way that I'm supposed to express myself, then let's get on with it. Let's keep going. Ah. And I think that I would advise myself the same way. One of my favorite things about being around the musicians and being around the music is because I had a garage band when I was younger and I fell in love with my guitarist to like pull the straight Gwen Stefani and um, obviously we're like, we're gonna go write our, be our own band, um, but we didn't do that. So I still know going back to like the age of 14, I had a garage band, I was gonna be the next Amy Lee, and like I wrote my own lyrics and I, you know, me and my guitarist, we work really close together like that. Um, so I see the success stories of like my beginning, like Incubus is one of my favorite bands because they started in a living room which is where my band started. So you you have these connections of like, how did you get out of your living room? How did you start doing shows? Like, how did you get a manager? All of these fun things. I come from the era where, you know, all you need is a hit song and then you're good to go. Like the Hanson and the Britney and the Justin and the Backstreet Boys. I'm like, all you need is a hit song. And, um, yeah, I mean, just in that time when, you know, we were, were with the boys, we did get like a front row seat to what the industry does to new and evolving artists and up and comings mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And you're right, there is some stuff that you see that you're like, oh man, 
this is what I don't like about it. I think I'm just going to go back out to the front row and let the frequency flow through my body. I think that's why I'm here, you know, and you just kind of go away from it. Um, But as a concert experiencer, before I play the song that I picked for you today, as a concert (laughs) experiencer, what is your favorite connection besides like the live music flowing through you? Um, What's your favorite connection between you and the musician at the time of the live music that you get way more out of than just putting on a record or a CD? Mm, That's a really great question. Honestly, right now, and this is probably going to sound like I'm just saying it because we've been talking about concert photography, but I'm really not. Like the first thing that came to my mind was my camera. Like, me and the musician connecting through my camera like for instance i'll just use i'll use kellen quinn again as an example first of all the man photographs splendidly um yes he does he really does i have a a shot from the sleeping with siren show that you know afterwards usually i'm like i scroll through the photos on my camera real fast and i'm like these are trash i am trash these are crap i didn't get a single good photo and then when I put them on the computer later and I'm like culling through them, I'm like, okay, maybe you're not total garbage. <laughs> and then I pick out my favorites and I start editing them and I'm like, okay, these are, these are doable. But every now and then, usually there's at least like one shot per show that I just really connect with and resonate with. And this one shot of Kellen, it's like kind of a silhouette, but not completely a silhouette, but he's backlit and it's just, I don't know. I it's so full of emotion and I like remember being in the moment and I get to relive that moment by taking that photo. And so I would definitely say that like my number one connection now is just connecting with them through my camera. Like trying to capture those moments that will help me relive them later is probably the biggest thing for me. Mm, so perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Great answer. Great answer, dude. And I I mean, I tell everybody that I can when it fits into conversation correctly, because that's the best part about talking about your friends' businesses. You bring them up at the right time. Um, But I I always, in any of the sponsors that we do, I'm like, guys, you seriously, like, you need to go check out our page. We need to get people back in front of the live music. I think it's what's going to make us all nice again. You know, it doesn't matter what you believe when you're standing in front of them and um, I mean, just this new project alone, and one of my main reasons, besides the fact that I love you for bringing you on the show, is you really understand the importance of the concert goer and the musician coming together and playing this little dance together in this arena for just a few hours. Um, they're hopping all over the country, singing for everybody, maybe doing the same set list, probably wearing the same pants as yesterday you just never know um you know living out of van tour bus whatever they're doing but like for us like oh my gosh i just got off work and got my whole life situation situated now i'm at the arena and i'm just waiting to hear that guitar and that intro come on and oh as soon as it does everybody starts screaming and like i'm free i'm home here i am and i really think finding as many perspectives as i can on bringing the musicians and the concert goers together is like a new revived goal that I had when I started this new show to be able to talk more, not just about the spiritual side of things, but also, you know, what revives my spirit, which is obviously music. And 
bringing you on is just, it's been a dream of mine for the first project. So I'm actually glad that you're on this project because it fits so much better than it ever could. Yeah. And I just appreciate you coming on um, and just really, you know, letting me dig into the mind of the photo pits (laughs) and the mermaid and the warrior and the Harley Davidson model. And I really look forward to all the other projects you get to show with us. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep like promoting you and telling all my friends about all the fun, awesome projects and travels that you get to go do. And, you know, who knows, maybe I'll need you to come and do some photos for me sometime in the most alive moments that I've ever experienced. I would absolutely love to. I love that. Today I picked a track from, so I usually like, I like to show music that I love, 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 that's obviously studio produced. And then I like to go to the live performances and pull audio from those. Um, so today your track is from the show from Kaleo I went to back in March. It is at Arvis Bank Theater at the Midland, right over there in KC where you're from. And it's Yay. Break My Baby with a little bit of the guitar solo. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this man's voice live, but it's like you have to go hear him. He's got the sweetest vocals in the world. And they're from Iceland. I don't really know how long they're going to be touring around here. But if you ever get the chance to shoot for the love of all that is good, please go shoot (laughs) that man and send me those photos. I would love to. I had tickets to see them a couple years ago, and the show ended up getting canceled. And I did not go to the one here in March because I couldn't get off work. And so, yeah, they are absolutely on the bucket list. They are Incredible musician. Well, I went to the show for you, so here's a clip from it. Kelly, I love you. Thank you for coming on the show. Please come back and tell us more of your concert experiences. I love you, and I would love to. I'm honored. I love it. Thank you. This is the Hoosier Media Network, the best in podcasting.